0: All right, if you're anything like me and Mike, you have a bunch of weddings coming up, and that means you got to plan hotel rooms, get rental cars, get flights. But that also means we got to get fitted for some suits. we got to be the flyest guys there. When we're getting our suits, you know that we are going down to Stitched at the Cosmo. Uh, They're going to hook us up. We're going to be the best-looking, maybe not the best-looking guys there, but best-dressed guys there. Uh, We're going to get some shoes to match it, and we are going to be looking fly for all those weddings that we're going to. If you know you're going to the same wedding as us, or me? You better be wearing a Stitch suit or else I'm going to make you look like a bum. Um, so is everyone that's going to roll with me because we're all going to be uh, rocking Stitch head to toe. Uh, get down to Stitch now with the Cosmo. Follow them on Instagram at Stitch Life. Uh, after you head to Stitch, head on down, head on over to alwaysliving.com. Get yourself a hat today. I'm rocking my OG disc hat. I've had this one since day one. It was the first hat they made or one of the first hats they made and um, that I bought. Uh, for myself, this thing's been through the ringer. I've taken it wakeboarding, like worn worn it in the water, been underwater, like dove down to grab it, like had to swim over to get it. Um, worn it hiking, worn it to the beach, you name it. This hat's been through it. Um, you can get it on the website if you use uh, promo code VGM for twenty five percent off. So head over to AlwaysLiving.com. Get yourself that reminder that you need to be always living. And not be a bum. What did you do this weekend? Looking back on it, did you do something fun or were you just lazy? Were you living? Yeah, you have that hat you've seen in your room. It's always going to remind you to get out and do stuff that you enjoy doing. Uh, This weekend, I actually wore this hat yesterday. Uh, We'll get into this story um, just to start it off. But yesterday, I went on a hike. Um, We're going to change it and call it a climb. I went with uh, Buddy and Van. And we went to Mount Charleston, it was perfect, it was like 80 degrees up there, it was nice to just get away, I mean it took like an hour to get out there, it takes forever, but once we got up there, we parked somewhere, then we realized we were kind of far away from the trail that we wanted to go to, and we, so we got back in the car, we drove back down to a different parking lot, (coughs) excuse me, went to a different parking lot, got out, like saw the sign, like, oh, this is where we're going for the trail, so we head up and we're walking on a wide trail, it was more like a horse trail, there was horse shit everywhere, um. But we keep going. We get to a spot where there's, like, the horse trail keeps going, but there's rocks that are small rocks put across the path that, like, curve you to go up the hill. So we're like, oh, okay, and we look up. We're like, shit, this is pretty steep. We had looked it up, the trail, and it said it was, like, moderately steep, like 1,000 feet of elevation change or whatever. So we're like, oh, that's cool. It's going to be 1 point something miles, and we start going, and it's straight uphill, Like We're in rocks and, like, soil climbing up and and straw just struggling to get up this hill. And we're, like, going these little switchbacks. And so after, like, I mean, we're taking breaks every couple minutes. I'm dying. We have backpacks with water in them, and we're just going up. And luckily, it wasn't hot because we would have been dead. But that's why we went out to Charleston because Red Rock would have been a million degrees. But we're stopping. And then at some point, Buddy looks at me, turns around, looks at me, goes, we got to think about, like, not going any further because getting back is going to suck. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, we've gone this far. Like, let's get up to the top. And then we kept stopping. We're like, do we want to keep going? Like, it's getting kind of sketchy. And so finally we, got, we get to this fork where the trail kind of ends and, like, two, they look like game trails. Like, at this point, like, the only thing going up there is, like, mountain goats, if they're even up there. But it's like people aren't walking up there. There's no footprints. So we're like, uh, where do we go? It's like, uh, looks like the top is, like, shorter that way. So we went up that way, and it was just sketchy. We were, like, scaling rocks and, like, climbing under trees and, like, pulling ourselves up. So finally we got up to our resting spot where we decided we were going to stop, and, like, we had a couple snacks, and we are chilling. And, like, okay, this is going to be kind of interesting going down. Like, what's going to happen? Like, where are we going to go? Because at that point, like, we had been sitting in a rock, and we, like, we're like, oh, let's maybe go down that way. It looks a little easier because the way that we came up sucked. We're like, going back down that way is going to suck. We got to find a smoother way back down. So <clears throat> we kind of all go three different directions, like trying to find a soft spot like, or an easier spot to get down. So we, we kind of find two spots that look like they're going to meet up to each other. So we take them, we get there. It wasn't easy, but we're like slipping. It's kind of like you got to get really low and like put your hand on the ground so you're not falling or you can at least stop yourself if you slip. So we go down, and it's taking us forever to get down like we we get to a cliff, we have to move over to the side, um like we get to a spot where it's just like rocks right in front of us where we can't go anywhere, and there's like fallen trees we gotta work around them, but at one point it's we all were kind of split up like just a distance apart because you like couldn't be that close because while I'm going, if your van was five feet in front of me, like I'd be like rocks just going into his back and his legs just crushing him. so we had to be we were like 30 yards apart, probably. Like Buddy went off first and you couldn't really see him. And then Van went, but I'm pulling up the my fat ass is pulling up the rear. And I slipped and I put my left hand down to uh like just like I was doing the whole time to grab something and support myself, put my hand right on a cactus and I pulled my hand up and my pinky and ring finger, like all the way down my hand, just like millions of little prickly things, like little orange ones that were in chunks. So I was like trying to pull those out and then like one or two would be stuck in there. And then there was longer white ones. So I couldn't like couldn't use my left hand to help me get down now. So I had to turn the other way and go right-handed. But I also like had to keep this hand open because every time I squeezed it, those things just like stabbed me even more, like at a different point. So the whole time I'm like go for like a minute or two and then I'm stopping and I'm like trying to pull out thorns out of my hand the whole time. And it was just a pain in the ass. And So, we, I mean, it took us almost just as long to get down as it did to get up because it was so sketchy. But I still, all day yesterday, was pulling those little thorns out, and I got most of them out. But there's still a couple of them in there, and I can't see them, but I can feel them, like they're under the skin or something. And Malcolm said last night to soak my hand and then, like, try and get them out, and that didn't do anything because I can't see them, so I don't know what to do. So hopefully um, at some point they get out. Uh, But that was my Sunday. On Saturday, I... Basically spent the whole, I mean, you know, you were at camp, which we don't have to talk about camp because I know that's not that fun, but uh, the whole Saturday, like all Saturday morning, Friday night we, or Friday at some point we recorded that podcast with Brett. Uh, you were gone, but I couldn't get it to upload. Like the comp- it just kept failing to upload. Like get it out of um, the editing software and I didn't know what to do. i was just scrambling. Um, Saturday couldn't. Saturday morning, woke up, and for, like, six hours, I couldn't figure out how to do it. I'm just sitting in my room, like, on your laptop, on my laptop, trying it. um, Excuse me, trying to figure it out. Couldn't do it. Luckily, I have a couple friends that know how to edit stuff, and I sent it out to them, and they they helped me out, and they gave me um, some things to help speed it up, and I just got lucky. And it, it honestly, like, I refreshed it. One time, it got stuck, just like it had every other time, and I refreshed it. And it just uploaded to YouTube. But that was like Saturday night, super late after trying a million times. But finally got up there. So that episode with Brett's finally up on YouTube. Um, but Saturday night, we had the fights. So we'll get into the fights. That's going to be um, one of the first things that we get. Actually, it's going to be the first thing we get into. But Mike uh, wasn't here on Friday. Uh, he wasn't here Thursday. You went left Wednesday, right? Yeah, I left Wednesday, came back like, Friday night. All right, well, explain what you did. I mean, I really haven't even talked to you about the trip yet. I just, uh, you showed me that video of your cousin wiping out. That's pretty much it. (laughs) But you went to the Olympic Park?
1: Yeah, the Utah Olympic Park. Okay. Yeah, right up in Park City. It's super nice. Um, I think the 2002 Winter Olympics were up there. I think that was the year. But, uh, no, it's an awesome park. There's a bunch of attractions. I checked all of them out. There's bobsled, the, you know, the ski ramps. Alpine Slide, Drop Tower. There's a lot of cool stuff up there, but it was a fun little three-day hiatus up there. Yeah,
0: get away real quick. Um, so you, your sister works up there or worked up there this summer? Or yeah, she there? Uh,
1: works there almost every summer. The past couple summers she's been working up there, but just working some of the attractions. Um, my uncle is the president and CEO up there, so he oh, kind of nice. runs runs the whole show, but they run a tight ship over there. It's really nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He also took us on a tour of the new Olympic athlete housing, which is right at the base of the park. You know, people from all over the world and, you know, here in the U.S., you know, skiers, snowboarders, all those Olympic athletes are going to be housed right there underneath the park. So it That's was a, really cool.
0: Yeah. It's a perfect spot to have all that stuff, too. Yeah. I'm sure it's beautiful too during the summer, huh? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That video of your cousin. if Dude, if you could pull, pull that up and throw that on there. <laughs> I'm like going to try yeah. That would be so funny. You could probably just send it to the, like, from your phone to the computer, airdrop it, and, like, throw it up there. It'd be because yeah. it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's hysterical. But the one you should, that, that's crazy. Like, those guys doing the, going off the triple jump and jumping into the water. Like, they're going up so high and just smacking into the water wearing skis. That's just such a weird. Weird idea, but it's a good way to practice, and I guess it's way safer than going out on snow, and then you can do it when there's no snow, so it's perfect. Oh, yeah. During the summertime, those things are getting used all day, every day. Yeah. So do you go, like, do people rent them, or do you have to pay? Is it, like, going to a, like, water park, or what? I don't know. How does that work? For the whole entire park? No, just, well... Or just the ski jump. Yeah, I guess, but jump. for the ski jump. I mean, that's
1: what that's all I yeah. really care about. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the coolest one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ski jump, I think you uh, pay for session technically. So you'll have to do some dry land training before, but basically they have a couple ramps, a single, double, triple, a mini, and you do like an hour or two of dry land training with your group. And then, um, if you can pass that, then you can go on to the the Ski ramp, so basically, land, they're all lined train. up, yeah. Um, do less, <laughs> yeah, do less, you're just lying there, do less, yeah. You got to work your <laughs> way up, but then whichever ramp you're lined up on, it's like a hot tub, the bubbles come on, mm-hmm. so the water's not stagnant when you take a jump and hit the water, yeah. But it's really cool. My, <laughs> I didn't
0: do it, I want to do it one day, but. My That'd cousins
1: be, did it wiped out. It was super funny. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That'd be so fun to like take a bike off that or a skateboard. <laughs> something, just yeah. anything. Or like a boogie board and just go launch into that pool. Um but we're glad to have you back. Friday was a little bit of a struggle. Um yeah, without you. I mean, uploading was like I don't know if you could have helped me fix that, but like I at the end of that I ended up buying a new a new laptop yesterday, so I'm waiting for that to get here. But that should make everything way easier as far as the editing. I mean, I know we don't have a whole lot, but um, we have to do a couple little things uh to make it better. I uh, got a new laptop so we're working on that and then that's going to make everything a little bit better. So we're uh Mike's going to try today to throw a couple things up onto the screen while we're talking um so that I can see him so that you guys that are watching can see him. Uh nothing crazy just like pictures, maybe some stats. Uh just so you know, like what I'm saying, isn't crazy. Like if I'm talking about a fight, I'm not making something up. Or if I'm talking about a game or stats or standings, whatever it is, like it's legit. We're not making it up. And I'm not going to try and, um, ever feed you something that like, I don't think is true. Like if I say something, it's because I believe it. Like in my, I most of the time think it's going to be right, but like I could be wrong on some things and, and if I'll get proved wrong and you'll say some stuff and, We'll just figure it out. That's yeah, a great thing. We, we wanna... can figure out whatever, whether it's right or wrong. But we want everything to be, uh, to be legit. Uh, that's why we're, kinda, we're talking about the things that we know about. and um, The UFC being, being one of those, and we're not experts, but we're learning every, every fight we watch and, and every day, every time we listen to a podcast, something, uh, trying to pick something up because I think it's such an interesting sport. But uh, Saturday night, UFC 241, uh, mm-hmm. honestly, one of the best cards in a long time. Um, just some absolute brawls. Obviously, you have the DC Stipe fight, uh, uh, the Diaz fight, but we're going to, there's a couple fights on the main card. The first two, we're not really going to talk about that, those just because uh, I'm not really familiar with those fighters. I'm not really comfortable talking about them yet. Uh, but the third fight on that main card, Paolo Costa won, uh, beat Yo Romero, who, which is crazy, Yo Romero, both those guys are absolutely shredded. Um, we talked about them, I think, on that first podcast, but uh, he's 42. I had, I had no idea he was that old, and he's 42 years old. They said it, and I'm like, holy shit, watching it. But He's um, older than D.C. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I, I didn't to, – to be – I mean, I don't know what, I, what condition. I'm going to be in 42, but probably nothing, not looking like that he's or not fighting people. He has that huge scar down the back of his neck, mm-hmm. so something definitely went on there. Um, but when, I, when we watched it the first time, we thought that Romero won, like everybody at the house like we're watching it live. Um, Romero was just throwing like one punch like he wasn't throwing any combos, he was just decking him in the face super hard, and Costa's face was fucked up at the end of the fight like he's all bloody, and his his eye was messed up, but um the first round they were just going back and forth, just decking each other, and like throughout the whole fight it, it was back and forth, but it seemed to us that that um Romero won and then I went back and watched the fights last night um and this morning and like watching it the second time it, it looked a little different like you could tell that Costa was landing like, combos he was landing one he wasn't just one punch it was one two and then he was throwing some kicks in there too so like you could tell from a judging point he was getting he was landing more more body shots but Romero was just sitting there like one punch at a time like almost no defense just punching him right in the face and, and and you like his face was destroyed at the end of it, but um, in the first round, Costa's laughing the whole time, just getting pummeled, just getting decked in the face, and he's laughing the whole time. Like bring it on! Like Dude, he, you can't take that that much of that you're going to get knocked out because Romero's a beast. But he's standing there just wearing him the whole time, and uh, Costa need uh, at some point during that like Romero's hitting him, and Costa they're in the clinch, and Costa need him right in the nuts. And he like, I mean, he took almost his full five minutes because anytime you get like poked in the eye or you get kneed in the nuts, you get five minutes to take a break. So he pretty much took his whole break, um, and then like that round round kind of just fizzled out because it was towards the end. And then round two was like it wasn't as exciting as round one to start it out, but then Costa just like flipped a switch and starts throwing bombs, dude, just decking him like two, three shots at a time, moving around, Um, and Romero didn't really. Like watching it the second time, like seemed like Romero just got dominated. Costa's just, I mean, he's still getting hit in the face, but it's he gets hit in the face once and then hits the other guy. It hits Romero twice in the body, something like that. And then um, that at the end of that round, he got taken down. Nothing really came of that because there was only a couple seconds left. Uh, Romero took him down for like two seconds and then the bell rang. And then the third round. Um, it was pretty, I mean, kind of the same thing as the second round. And then um, there was a poke in the eye. Um, Romero was, uh, he, oh, he came, yeah, he came out hot, and then he uh, poked him in the eye, and we had a, they had a break. So Costa had took that, like, five minutes, whatever it was, and then he came out just rested, and then he just kept crushing him. And it went to a decision, um, but like I said, the first time we watched it, it was like, what the fuck, like, but he was pissed because he thought like he had it figured out. He's like, "Oh yeah, that Romero won that, no doubt." And all of us were like, "Oh yeah, for sure." And then they say Costa won, but now that I watched the second time, I like, understand why he won. Yeah. And they and they show the numbers, and he just landed so many body shots. Like I yeah. said, it was two, three at a time. Um, you when weren't, he, you didn't show up till after that one, did you? No, yeah, I showed up right before the Diaz fight was about to start. But it's
1: a, he landed over half of his total strikes, and um. Romero only landed 44% of his total strikes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how it looked
0: Yeah. because I didn't watch it on TV. But. It, but, but if you just, if you, I mean, even if you watched it, like watch it back to back the first time you watched it, it'd, it'd be interesting to see what you thought if you went back and watched it. But you already know who won, so that might give you more of a bias. But, um I mean, that was a great fight leading into the, the final two, um the co-main event, which co-main event, I think like it hits me off, the Diaz fight, like you got to have that fight be... 25 minutes have it be fight. i know it wasn't for a belt or anything but um to me a guy like diaz and like even he he said it in his interviews after like 15 minutes was too short of a fight but um we i bet on diaz right before that was my first sports but ever i mean we could always uh bet on the ufc but i bet on on diaz uh just you know the hometown love uh but he was looking shredded like for like six pack, yeah. he didn't really have his little power pooch that he normally has, but he was looking <laughs> good. I mean, they're both animals. They're fighting at welterweight, so they, they weighed in at one seventy. I don't know what they came in uh, at for the fights, but in the first round, um, they were both just kicking the shit out of each other. Like they wasn't it was more of a kick like kickboxing kind of thing. Um they were throwing some punches, but they were kicking the shit out of each other and it dude, they were so loud. And they're just like it sounds like slaps, like just that they're kicking yeah. each other right in the leg, wearing each other out. And that's where like, we talk about it. Like you kick me once I'm out, like tap me out. I'm done. <laughs> you kick um, Cooper once and he, he hasn't been the same. Since. Yeah. He's still walking <laughs> around with a limp, yeah. but um, Diaz took him down with a little over a minute to let um, a minute to go in the round and was kind of just like pounding him when he was down there. And, and at that point it was like, Oh shit, like he's going to win this like, again. And there was a couple times throughout the fight where we thought, I thought Diaz was gonna choke him out or just knock him out, just the way that things were going. And Pettis did a good job. Like, I mean, they were like sweaty and like slipping on each other. He did a good job, like switching positions a couple times and weaseling out of some chokes. But um, that first round, Diaz kind of just dominated the last minute, and then the second round, Pettis went back to kicking him and fucked up his ankle. Yeah, you can tell the commentators on it were talking like. Talking about his ankle, and you look at it, and you could tell that it was just swelling up. And then Pettis tweeted Diaz after, like, You got a hard ass head, homie, but like, don't be kicking <laughs> people in the head. Um, but Nate had like something going on with his eye, you couldn't see it, it, it looked fine, but he kept like sticking his hand in his eye and like going like this. Yeah, it's clearly they, bothering him. did a little the whole break, time. something clearly bothering him, and then they stopped it, and he was like, No, I'm, they had the do- I think the doctor came in, but um. He said he was fine, and, and Rogan said like he could be blind, and he's going to tell you he can see. Like he's yeah, t- he's, he's a tough can... son of a bitch. He's going to fight, but um, it just kept going. Like two, t- a little over two minutes left. They they went to the ground again, and and it was just like the same thing. Like Diaz just worked him to the end of the round, and at that point he had him. Like I thought he was going to choke him out with like a minute left in that one, and then that's when Pettis like flipped over. Um, yeah. But round three, you could see Pettis' ankle was just swelling up a ton, and then. Diaz's face started bleeding a shit ton. Like, it's everywhere. I mean, just like every single one of his fights. Like, he has blood dripping down his face. Yeah. Um, and you said because
1: he's got scar tissue and all that well, stuff. Well, that's what I heard from okay.
0: something. They have they have so much scar. that they're, Him and uh, Nick have so yeah. much scar tissue that it breaks open really easy, which makes sense. Like, you think if you just keep cutting your face open, it just, like, thinner and thinner and thinner, and yeah. you just go. But, I mean, he's used to fighting with blood running down his face. But he didn't look tired at all. Um I thought. I mean, I I thought it was awesome. It was great. He was he just dominated and went to the end. And I, we were. I wanted him to knock him out because obviously I always want knockouts. But um, <laughs> yeah. and it, it was it was clear that he won. Uh, so we're glad. We're all glad he's back. Um, Got to get him back in there soon. Big fight. I mean, he's not somebody that's gonna fight, like has to work his way back up. He's a big name. So um, hopefully they line him up with a big fight next. He'll work something out. But he's a superstar. I mean, everyone loves him, and you see like everyone in that arena when he walked in and after he won and you see how people react on social media to him winning it's um it's awesome to have him back cuz you need i mean you need a star he's a different different kind of person than Conor McGregor it or has anyone the else best. like he's post-fight just yeah. Interviews yeah he always <laughs> has time. the best post fight right. interviews and speaking of that he called, like he kind of called out Masvidal like politely he's like <laughs> yo oh, yo Masvidal had a good ass fight last time like yeah. And then he's he, like, that's my boy, but I'm going to kick his yeah, ass. Yeah, like <laughs> he wants that fight. So hopefully we get that uh, Masvidal fight, but you never know with the UFC. But Diaz yeah, also, never. like, if that's the fight that he wants, he's not going to fight until he gets that fight. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's the next one we'll see. Um, probably UFC 255 at the the pace Diaz goes at. But, <laughs> uh, but hopefully that gets done within the next couple um, – yeah, Masvidal ain't no West Coast gangster though, so mm-hmm. Dia's going to get that one. Um, and then the, the final fight of the night, Stepe and DC, which was crazy because DC dominated that pretty much entire fight until um, the fourth round when Stepe started throwing those left hands like to the ribs, yeah. and then it was just game over. Um, but when it started out, it was just like really the first round, DC, I thought, just dominated it, and Stipe kind of seemed like he was trying to get a feel, and when they were in the corners after the first round, they they had the cameras in there, obviously, and DC looked cool, like he's just chilling, but they had it on Stipe's face, and he just looked shell-shocked, like, like oh, shit. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what, it, what was going through his mind, if maybe that's just like it just looked like he had that face on or he was like really locked in on what he was listening to, but it looked, I mean... It looks scary. Right at the end of that round, DC. Right at the end of the first round, DC had Stipe down and just started to, like hammer fist in the back of his head, and like he got him. He got him a couple times before Stipe was able to protect himself. So maybe he was just like days from that. But it was like, oh shit! Like DC's just going to dominate this fight, probably like knock him out again or choke him out, something like that. But um, second round was a little bit different. Like Stipe backed up to start, and he's six four, and DC's six foot. Um, so he has a longer reach and he's he backed up a little bit and it was like it was way different because in the first round DC was just standing there and just like lunging forward and just punching him. And then in the second yeah. he's further away, so he can't reach him. So he's standing back there. So for the first minute he's kind of throwing some combos, getting away. I was um, really surprised on how many head
1: strikes that DC landed despite that height difference and that reach
0: difference. Yeah. You know he mean? just went for it. It this didn't seem like very impressive. As they got tired, they both kind of like their hands dropped. And then they were just beating the shit out of each other's face, which I mean, whatever. But, uh, the second round was more just back and forth. Like they were just bombing, like just, just standing there exchanging. Like they were, they were on their feet the whole time. They never went to the ground. Um, and they were just going back and forth, just pummeling each other. It was like, geez, how long can these guys last doing this? So, um, that round after the end of that one, DC starts to look like he's kind of beat up, like his face is a little bruised, like looks a little shitty. Um, Third round, hmm, Let me. I got to think back to that one. Um, third round, oh, they're up against the fence, and, and uh, like at this, like DC's, he's starting to wear some punches, and his, I don't know, they kind of seem sneaky, but like his face starting to get fucked up, and then he's bleeding from his mouth. Like I don't know if his lip was bleeding or something. Like he could have done anything, but he had him up against the fence, and he was just like spitting blood out, just like spewing it out of his mouth. I can't imagine like trying to fight and just having blood pour out of your mouth, like, tasting that the entire time. That's disgusting. But um, at the end of round three, they were just, like, both seemed so gassed that, that, like I said, they weren't defending themselves. It was just, like, them standing in the middle, like, kind of just, like, punch drunk, just, like, wobbling back and forth. And it was, like, boxing, but it was, like, street boxing where it was just, like, they're kind of, like, wailing away at each other, and then they grab, and then they just get back, and then just someone would, like, slap or something like that. But um, at the end of round three... When they had, especially, I, because I watched this one this morning. I fell asleep after watching the Diaz one last night. But I went back and watched this one this morning. And after round three, they put it on Stipe's face. And he looked like the Punisher And like, the last episode. And his face <laughs> yeah. is all just bloody, just everywhere. He just looks, like, exhausted. Like, he's just dragging on, like, going, he's just got to kill a couple more people. But he, they go into that fourth round. And you could tell, like, them just being tired. It was almost like they, like, looked at each other and, like, hey, this first minute, like, let's just chill. Because they kind of just moved around and like threw a little like half ass kicks and and punches. And then after the first minute, um, it starts like they start warming up again. And then Stipe lands with a couple minutes left. I think it was three minutes left. Stipe hits him with that really the first time that we saw in the whole fight hits him with his left hand like right in the ribs just like an an yeah. uppercut just like haymaker to his ribs and it was like oh shit that was solid yeah that and rocked him a little yeah bit. so i went like this morning when i watched it i went i rewound, rewound that from that first punch to when he went to the ground and he probably threw like 20 to 25 shots at his ribs like with that left hand because he figured like he wasn't defending that he'd like fake with his right and he'd go up to block it and then he would just wear him out with that left hand but he probably threw like 25 but he connected solid like just solid loud contact 13 times by my stats you know because I'm a pro but I literally was just sitting here like rewinding it watching it over and over again and I got 13 and when he hit him the 13th time he kind of like it was almost like he really knocked the wind out of him and cause he kind of stumbled and then he just came over the top of the right hand and just decked him in the face and he started to stumble and go down and he just started to beat the shit out of him and it was over that quick. And my man Herb Dean steps in and ends it pretty quick. But, um, when I watched it today, like I went back and there was a spot earlier where, uh, DC was on top of Stepe. Stepe is on the ground, and DC's just pummeling the shit out of him. And he's looking at the like Herb, like, "Come on, man! Like, I'm knocking him out." And you can hear Herb say, like, he's defending himself. And then Stepe like spins out of it. It was like DC was like begging for it to be over, and it was kind of weird. And in the second round, there's another thing I caught in this after the second round when they when they're in their corners. It has right before they go back out to fight. DC looks at his trainer, and he's like, kind of like shell-shocked and he goes am i losing and i don't i don't hear what the trainer said but i'm like what the hell and then rogan's like oh no like dc could be in trouble like he looked shell-shocked so maybe something early on got him but um those shots to the ribs just crushed him and then when he he got him down on the ground and just started beating the shit out of him and and there was nothing dc could do and they called it and it's over so um i don't know what's gonna happen next uh we'll see with uh dc and stipe i mean stipe's back he's the champ um D.C. still got to go back and coach coach at Gilroy High School, which I think is super cool. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe hay retires. He's on top. See you later. Like, he's got a good – I mean, you know, he's set. Um, either way, both of them retire. We talked about it. D.C. has got – I mean, he's got enough money now, but he, he's a high school coach, which is super cool. Um, but he also like is a commentator, so he can – I mean, he can do that for the rest of his life, which is fine. Yeah. So I Do you mean, think that'll have a little sour taste in his mouth and he'll want to come back and.
1: Oh, uh, I think absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I there's, think that. But you never know. He's got a good situation
0: money wise and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like watching him fight. So I, I don't know. Fight. But like at the same time, like he's getting, he's 40. So it's sometime you got to stop fighting. But if, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's up to him. I mean, he said, he said after his. Um, normally you don't see the guy that loses have that, like get interviewed by Rogan. But after. Yeah he um said him and his wife are going to get together and make an educated um decision educated decision so
1: i want him to fight john jones again so bad i
0: know that'd be awesome they'd have to do, they got to do it here they'd yeah. either do it here or in new york um but who knows so we got paid cuz diaz won but he's back uh that's awesome um that was the best for me, that was the best fight of the night just because i mean i I've, I've wanted to, i mean it's been three years since he fought um but also going on this weekend throughout the whole weekend on the t v we had the b m w championship, which was absolutely crazy. It was at Medina or uh Medina, whatever you want to call it Medina, but it was absolutely beautiful, and they were talking before like how it's the hardest course um one of the hardest courses, and then these guys are just shooting ridiculous. Like just absolutely going off. Like Justin Thomas ended up, he won it. He ended up at twenty five under, um, and he made a cool one point six million, almost one point seven million for winning that. And then that he jumps right up into uh, first place for the 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 championship. Cantley got second at twenty two under. Matsuyama twenty under. Finau eighteen under. Sixteen under. Sixteen under. Fifteen under. I mean, it's absolutely insane, like, what these guys are at. Uh, Rory finished at 11-under. Kepka finished at 10-under. I mean, that's... 10-under is no slouch. No joke. I'm going to try to pull up this leaderboard. Yeah. Um, It's absolutely crazy. But pull up the leaderboard for the the tour championship. Pull that one up. Just because... So the tour championships, it's, it's weird. This is the first time they're doing it. And I honestly, like, I had to read into it yesterday because it seemed crazy to me but um we'll explain that in a second but in the tour championship only 30 move on to that so we had 75 excuse me i don't know i stutter there 75 this weekend and now um there's 30 going into this final uh some notable guys that are out tiger's out which sucks i mean he had to finish like near the top 10 in order to to get in that top uh 30 he finished tied for 37 um 37th, excuse me, but he said after, like, at the end of the day, I'm the one that has the green jacket, so vintage Tiger just being a savage. Um, yeah, it was a good year. I mean, obviously, Tiger won the Masters, so everyone's happy. I mean, we'd love to see him in that tour championship next week, um, but it's okay. He Whatever, we're happy. But yesterday, before, the, um, before it started, I don't know if you saw this, but Phil, uh, you could probably... Th- Pull up Twitter, too, because that's super... Yeah, go to Twitter and go to Phil Mickelson's tweet. And so he tweeted that his... He was standing on the top floor of his hotel. The hotel got struck by lightning and caught on fire. So they got evacuated from the hotel and was standing outside. And his tweet was like, oh, I might miss my... um, You got to put it on, I think. still. I don't have to see it, but you just like he was sitting outside saying, like, I might not make it because I don't have any of my cl- my golf clothes on and all my clubs are inside. But he ended up making it, um, which can you imagine him not making, like what do you, I guess he just gets DQ'd if he can't yeah. show up. I don't know if they would let him do a later tee time or something. Um, but he didn't make it either. Uh, so the field for next week, um, the top 30 before, like we explained or say who's in it. So how it works is instead of, Now you just go in, and whoever wins the tournament wins the tournament. And then there's also – it doesn't necessarily have to be the same winner of the FedEx um, Cup. So they staggered it this year to where, like, Justin Thomas is in first place. So he's starting the tournament at 10-under. So he already has that advantage of being 10-under par so that they're giving him the best chance to win the the Cup. So, like – Whoever wins this tournament, they want them to be the champion, which I think is cool. I think that makes sense. But it's gonna make for an interesting um tournament and it's gonna be uh the guys could have ridiculous scores. Right, look make at this purse, nine million dollars. Nine million. That'd be nice. There's so many bonuses too. I mean, we talked about it before, like those top ten guys get stuff and I mean plus if you win, I'm sure you have deals with your sponsors that you're getting so much. But uh first place, Justin Thomas. Um he won the FedEx Cup in two thousand seventeen. Uh, so he's trying to win it again and join Tiger as the only guys that to, to win it twice, which is sweet. Um, he's starting at ten under, which is absolutely money. I've never been <laughs> anywhere close to that in my entire life, and he's starting a tournament at that. Uh, Patrick, yes, that's my that's my Patrick, not Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantley. <laughs> I'm jumping on that. Um, he's second, so he starts off at eight under. Um, this is kind of new territory for him it seems like so he's uh, at eight under which is a huge advantage he's been i mean he played money last weekend so uh hopefully he can keep that rolling third place kepka who's been uh in that number one spot for most of the year but uh he's the reigning player of the year so hopefully he can win uh win the fedex cup again and, and be that again back-to-back reigning player of the year because i mean you got to give it to him uh fourth starting at six under is patrick reed who cares fifth is Rory he's starting at 5 under um John Rahm is 6 and he's starting at 4 under so those guys like once you get down to this point now you start getting to like uh less of an advantage because you get to once you get to uh, let's go to snedeker at 18th place he's aren't okay him and Ricky they're starting at 2 under and so is Kisner um so they're kind of they're way back there but um, all you, all of them have a shot. Like if you play out of your ass and, and have a ridiculous tournament, you can move all the way up that leaderboard. And even if you don't get to the top, like you're going to get paid a lot more. But um, some other notables in there, uh, Shoffley is in eighth place. He's starting at four under, a San Diego State guy, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Gary Woodland won the U.S. Open this year. He's in eleventh place, so he's starting at thirteen under. Uh, Dustin Johnson is fourteenth, so he starts at three under. Um he's always in the top i mean i'd like i like to see him back to number one in the world i, I mean he's one of my favorite guys he always has been he just seems super chill and i wish i'd li- like to model my game after him, but <laughs> like a hundred yards shorter than him and i don't know but uh Ricky says at 19 tommy Fleetwood's like uh he might as- he's at one under which i mean that's I-, I guess any stroke's a good advantage um let me move over here. Uh, Bryson D. is down at 26. He's at even. So those last one, two, three, four, five guys all start at even. Um, there's only two guys in this field of 30 that I don't recognize. Uh, the first one, Sung J.M., he's at uh, 24. And then the last guy, Jason Kokrak, this was this weekend was the first time I'd ever heard of him, which um, he was in the tournament, and he was up towards the t- like, He did really well. So it's just like I'd never heard of them, but I mean, I guess that's me not following anybody but my guys that I like to keep at the top, but, um, tour championship starts on Thursday and I don't really have any plans for this weekend besides watching that. Cause I think that's going to be huge, but, um, very excited about that. But then we get in kind of like a down downtime because there's not a ton of golf like with the president's cup coming up, which we'll get into, um, with Mel, but, it's kind of a downtime, so that means we're going to have to play more golf in order to make up for not being able to watch golf.
1: I'm not mad about that. Yeah, me either.
0: I've been so shitty lately. It's frustrating. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, I
1: haven't gotten a chance to play in a little while. We need yeah. to get back out there.
0: Yeah, you left. I think we can go today, I think, a little later, but um, it's just so hard to be consistent, and it's it's like yeah. you have, I mean, if you're doing it, say, you, Say you shoot an 80, which was, is, like, I'm happy with an 80, absolutely. But, like, do something 80 times and to be totally focused doing that the whole time is just so frustrating. And these guys are going out and doing it for yeah. four straight days every weekend. What we're talking about those guys versus the
1: web.com guys. They're insanely talented, but the it's thing the that... the Corn Fairy Tour yeah, now, Mike. Like, come the on. Corn
0: Fairy Tour? Yeah.
1: yeah well, sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't have known that. Huh? Yeah.
0: But it, it's just the yeah, difference in yeah.
1: consistency is insane.
0: Yep, it's every shot. And, I mean, it's hard for just to go out and be, like, 75% of the time locked in. Because I know, like, when I go up to the tee box and I go through, like, that full routine and I'm locked in, like, under control, most of the time I hit a good drive. When I just go up there and I don't go through, like, the checklist of, like, where I need to be, like, the position that I'm in and, like, what I'm thinking, and I just get up there and swing, it's shitty. So it's, like... Damn it. Like get up there and focus on every shot and then like obviously there's like the sh- shots that i like chunk and like blade and just launch yeah. them but we all do that and um but when there's not enough golf on we're gonna have to get out and play a bunch more uh, we're always looking for people to golf with so hit us up because yeah. we're down to play mike and i don't have a, a ton to do when we're not doing these episodes and, and golf content is something that we're gonna strive to get a bunch of uh because a ton of funny shit happens on the golf course so we're gonna work on figuring that one out and Uh, we might get Mike at coach and do a documentary (laughs) of him going through that and and striving for the PGA Tour. But uh, moving on from golf, we'll get to our uh, little bit of Raiders talk, a little bit of Giants talk. But with the Raiders, of course, I mean, we're talking about the same shit that we were talking about last Monday with Antonio Brown. Um, So I got an alert this morning that he practiced this morning, which is a good sign. But yesterday I also got the thing saying that, the gm uh mayock said either antonio brown it's time that he's all in or all out so it's like oh shit like they're they're finally getting tired of it yeah if this was just just like that ollie guy if this was a guy that's at the bottom of the depth chart he's gone see you later we're not dealing with this shit and but because it's antonio brown like you're dealing with it and They
1: gave him a little breathing room, but like, come on, this is like unnecessary drama. Yeah,
0: even on Hard Knocks, you have Gruden talking about it, and he says like, oh, we have his back, like, we're going to support him, Uh, we want him to be here, but you got to think that he's sitting in his office thinking like, oh my God, this is bullshit, when is this bullshit going to end? But apparently, he found a helmet that was similar to the one that he wore that was just like a couple years later, so... He thought it was going to work, and then they came to him and said like it didn't pass the test. So he got pissed again and bounced from practice. It's like just find one that works. I mean, I understand why that's frustrating. Like you use something your entire life. That's like it's like compared to compared to baseball, you use the same glove your entire life, and then you get to a point and someone's like, "Oh, you can't use this." Like what? Yeah. This, but this is my glove. Like this is what I've been using, and I mean, it might it might be a little bit different, but it's similar. So he's been wearing that for. Every year that he's – I mean, all through college and his his whole playing career, I mean, that's the helmet that we wore in high school. And it's, trust me, I mean, it's not comfortable. It's not the safest helmet in the world. And it's probably better that he's not wearing it now because, like, the hits that – I mean, he's going to get targeted a lot as far as, like, the ball being thrown to him. So, like, there's going to be – they're going to have double coverage on him. He's going to be getting crushed. So, I mean, it, let's, let's try and keep him as safe as possible. But uh, last week on Hard Knocks, we actually like, – a much better episode last week – Oh, I thought it was so much better because yeah. you started like actually getting to getting to know players a little more and like you were getting a little bit more in depth. So um, and you got that game action with the Rams, which was cool. The, that was the, awesome. we, I got the the split practices is a weird thing to me. Yeah,
1: I never really understood that. I don't. I don't, I don't really, really get it. Like, it yeah. yeah,
0: But it seems like they're always getting. Someone's getting in a fight. There's always an issue with a fight in, in those. So um, I. Th- I mean, I think it's it's gonna get good. Um, obviously, we're. We're still we're following along with with the Raiders, but uh, tomorrow night, new episode of Hard Knocks, which we'll be locked in on. Uh, hopefully, they they started the Mad Max guy. They started following him, and he was a fourth round pick. So it's like hopefully they're not like he. I don't think he's getting cut. So like no. let's stay away from getting us on the guys that are like gonna get cut. Like don't make you know, don't give us the sob stories and like get us to really like these guys and then cut them. Like makes for good TV, yeah, but that's just not cool like that's bullshit so let's let's <laughs> shy away care. from that on hard knocks they don't care but um the cool now hard knocks is going to do they're going to have college now really yeah so last a couple days ago they announced that they were gonna do college and washington state's going to be the first team to have it so you have mike leach wow, on there yeah. just have a camera on him the whole time which is going to be absolutely gold that content is going to be ridiculous so that'll be fun to watch um so we'll see what happens with the raiders but uh in on other NFL news, Eli Manning's still the greatest. Uh, Daniel Jones, <laughs> he he played well again the other night. Like He's doing good. He looks good. So it's it's good to know that like when Eli's done or whenever that day comes that he's not going to be there, that Daniel Jones seems solid. But, you, I mean, you really, you never know. It's just preseason, like who's in there on defense. Uh, but he got a, a couple more drives this time. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. But, I mean, I think Eli's going to do fine. They got – I mean, Golden Tate's not back. Their receiving core is still pretty weak, but we'll see what happens. Um, maybe they'll just stock the draft with receivers the next couple of years and and see what happens. But uh, we'll get college footballs coming up, so we'll get into that too to to couple with our um, NFL. I mean, I'm sure we'll be. I'm gonna try and we'll try and travel to some games this year just to mix it up, um, see who's coming to town to check all that out, but. Uh, we're excited for the NFL season. Um, moving on to baseball. So the biggest thing, um, obviously, we talked about with Brett the other day, was the Little League World Series and all that bullshit, uh, <laughs> giving high fives, and the little kids starting, like, going up there with that stupid stance. Yeah, you, That kid's, like, squatting down, trying to get attention. You need and to he, that See, kid. he's just laughing. Yeah, right just drill that kid. Let's yeah, teach him a drill. lesson. Like, he's doing that just to get attention on social media. Or, like, just to get yeah. it, like, make his friends laugh. Like, sorry, like, you're not. I get it that you're a kid, but yeah. like, no one hits like that. And then Puig goes up and does it in the game. Like, ridiculous. But um, something that, like, I thought was pretty cool that happened was Akuna got pulled um, for not running out of ball. Like, he thought he launched it and it was going out and he ended up just getting a single and they yanked him from the game. And, of course, I mean, he said the right stuff. Like, I totally agree with the coach. Like, I understand why you pulled me. Um, but the message is awesome. Like, I, I hope a ton of kids see this. Like, it's not yeah. okay to, to dog it on the basis. It's like,
1: accountability at the highest level yeah. of baseball. Like, if he's being held accountable like that, like, people in the lower levels, they have to run too. They yeah, you can't stuff. let him get away with it. But yeah. the thing
0: is, like, there's... I mean there's a difference. Okay, he he hit a ball that he thought was going to be a bomb. Yeah. And he like pimped it and he ended up getting a single. You look like an idiot. Like you're embarrassing yourself, but yeah. you're embarrassing everyone. Like just run everything. Not going to sprint on a ball that you think's a home run, but if there's something that's close, like you better be hauling ass out of the box and getting yeah. a double or a triple cuz it hits off the wall, you never know what's going to happen. Um but That's one thing you can control is that base running, and I think it gets overlooked a lot. Like a lot of people, especially on ground balls, like kids dog it. Um, Fly balls, kids dog it all the time. Like people drop people drop fly balls more than you think, or people are gonna throw throw balls away way more than you think. Like first basemen at lower levels aren't good at picking the ball. Like you can't afford to not run shit out. Like and and then now that that message is being sent down from the big leagues, I think it's awesome. More for like younger guys, like older people. Like baseball, yeah. like it doesn't make a difference to us. It's like, oh shit! No. Like if you're a fan or you're betting on the game, you're like, oh, why did you pull him? Like I need yeah. him in there because he's <laughs> legit. But um, it sends a good message, especially like during this time of the year with with the Little League World Series going on and, and all the stuff like Major League Baseball is doing with um, with that Little League World Series to tie it all in and, and get all that um, positive media. But I don't know. I think it was cool that that manager did it, but now it's like you have to do it for everybody. Anybody yeah. that does that, you got to pull them, and it'd be nice to see more managers doing that and pulling guys for not jogging stuff out, but also, I, I get the argument that there's 162 games and 180 for some teams, so, like, if you hit a routine ground ball, let's not go crazy and pull a hammy, something right, like yeah. that, but uh, another MOB, Rafael Devers, my guy, first 100 RBIs, he's at 101, um, and they still have 40-plus games left, so... Uh, that's cool, and it's too bad that it's going to waste because the Sox are still 16 back in the division and six and a half back in the wild card. But um, he's had an absolutely unbelievable season, and he just like two, three hits a game, and then it's three, four hits a game, then he gets five, and he has six RBIs, and it's just it's it's ridiculous, and he's fun to watch. So uh, he's going to get absolutely paid. I'm sure he's making sign for good money, um, but they need to lock him up right now, and they can build him a statue already. Uh, he's only 22, so I know he's gonna be around for a while. <laughs> yeah. Build that statue. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. I'm ready. Right outside of Fenway, you could change Fenway to freaking Devers Park. I don't care. He's legit. All right, let's not get carried away. Let's, I don't, dude. To be 22 and be in the major leagues is ridiculous. Yeah, 22. This is not his first. He's not a rookie, and he's the first to 100 RBIs at this point in the season. I, I mean, it's that's impressive, but um. I don't know, six and a half, six and a half back in the wild card there. I don't know. I told you I had, I said previously that I gave up on him, but, um, Chris sales going to the, D, or is on the DL. He's hurt. So now Avaldi's going to be back as a starter, which, which could be a good thing, but it'd be nice if we had both of them as a starter, like we did last mm-hmm. year when we won the world series, but, um, we don't have him this week. They have the Sox are playing the Phillies in Boston Tuesday, Wednesday. So Bryce heading to, uh, Bryce heading to Boston and a little homecoming for Gabe Kapler, who I loved as a Red Sox. I thought he was just crazy. it um, just kind of seemed like a psycho, like spark plug for the team, which was awesome. But uh, the Phillies are nine games back in the, in the National League East to the Braves. Nine games a long ways, but they're only two back in the wild card. Um, Two back in the wild card, but also two back in the wild card are the Mets and the Brewers. Um, They all have a record of 64-20, and so someone has to pull away there and make that happen here in the next couple weeks. Um, Or they'll just fight it down to the last day, and they'll have to do a one-game playoff, whatever. Figure that out. I don't know. but um, Major League Baseball seems to be heating up. It's going to be that fun time of year, so we're going to be talking about that a lot more. Uh, one, we're getting to the point where it's almost the playoffs, and then that means that there's going to be some guys coming home. Minor League Baseball is going to be over a little before uh, Major League Baseball is, so we'll have some guys coming back into town. Um, we're going to get some guys on that have been drafting out of UNLV in the last couple of years as well as uh, just local guys that have been drafted. So uh, They'll be around. We'll get them in here. and We're going to figure out something to do. Uh, like we talked about on those bullpen days, sit in there with them like while they're doing bullpens and do a podcast that way, Uh, film and all. I think that would be cool, get guys coming off the mound, something like that. But uh, we're going to figure out some more exciting stuff to to bring your way, but we need your help. Uh, If you can, please share anything that you listen to, anything on social media. Um, Tweet about it. Do it on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you're on. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, uh, so that you know, anytime there's a new episode, also follow us on uh, Spotify. That yeah, follow on Spotify. That's the right term. So follow us anytime, uh, whatever you're listening on. Make sure you subscribe or you follow. Uh, just so you know, anytime an episode comes out, uh, our schedule uh, we're shooting for a recording Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. So, like that's going to be our base uh, model. Right now, our editing's a little sketchy, so they come out a little later in the day. Um, it takes a few hours to get everything done, but we're smoothing everything out. We're going to get some new um, equipment to make things go a little better. So hopefully, we can record them in the morning and have them out for you guys in a couple hours so that you can uh, be listening, them on, listening them or watching them right after work or on your drive home. But uh, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, help us out. Share. Tell your friends. Do your thing. We'll be back on Wednesday... Uh Wednesday morning we'll record so we'll have this one out today. Wednesday we'll have it out and uh we're gonna have Mel either Thursday or Friday, which will be great. Awesome. All right, smell you later.